Welcome to the Axis Effect podcast, where you'll hear the most compelling, provocative, and real conversations with industry leaders and innovators in tech, sports, and entertainment with our host and CEO of well-known PR firm, Axis Entertainment, Sarah Miller. So one of the interesting things that you say on your website is that you really want to help creators in AI enhances it because there's a lot of controversy right now, especially in the creative community, that AI is going to take jobs, AI is going to like do away with human creativity. But you really seem to focus on lending creativity and enhancing people's lives. So what are some of the thoughts that came about when you were creating this? Like what was your thought pattern like when you first created it into its evolution now? Good question. I think you know, as a technologist, I'm, I, I do have a technology background, but I also say I'm the human and then my co-founder is the AI in the company. The way we think, I think about technology is always, always going to be the foundation. In other words, humans will always build on top of what technology will allow us to do, right? Whether you have flying cars, you will build on top of flying cars. And that's the nature of it. Now, there may be an economical shift that will start happening. We will have to adapt to it. The jobs will change, but I don't think anything sort of like replace. It will start augmenting. You will have a different creative experiences to work with. Maybe there will be a different kind of creativity that will be involved. But at the end of the day, technology is always going to be the foundation for what humans will create. So I noticed your your background, Simon. I mean, everything you have done from you know, Qualcomm to in and into it, Aria, it's always to make life more simpler, easier for the human experience. Is this why you decided to kind of advance up to the AI model? Because given your background, it's all been an engineering and systems architect. And I know it's about doing better, making simplifying life and communications better. Is that kind of how you decided to kind of evolve into making text messaging easier and simpler using the AI model? So I always begin with this core idea of the problem, right? So with Ira, the core problem was pretty straightforward because blind people are missing that visual information. It's not about disability. Like if you think about what they're missing, well, they don't have the information that otherwise we get through our eyes. So if we are indeed able to convert that information and give like real life audio descriptions and what would happen. So I think there is a upside to be able to think with problem first and then choose what are the technologies that can allow us to create these experiences because you solve the problem and along the way create beautiful experiences. It doesn't start with the technology. I don't think so. I don't know what my next company will be, but personally, I has a long way to go. And the genesis of this company goes back to the story of my mentor, my investor, my co-founder at my previous company. His name is Larry Bock. After working like 18 months with him, I learned a lot, a lot. And uh, kind of he bootstrapped me as an entrepreneur, is how I describe it. He passed away because of pancreatic cancer. And I was still running the company, Ira. And it was frustrating. And I picked up this mantra called like, what would Larry do? It's almost like stepping yourself into his you know, mindset and thought process and kind of walking through it. Now, it worked well for a few months or, you know, first one year. And I start fading away. And there is like an element of frustration. So I always like imagine this, okay, you know, 
if I had Lattice AI, I would benefit from being able to communicate with Lattice AI, not just from an emotional perspective, but an intellectual perspective as well, right? What are the strategies? Why, you know, how do you think about negotiating terms? There is a whole like knowledge thing, but there is also personality. So the genesis came about, you know, people have these experiences with others, they learn a lot, they create a lot, but everybody forgets. Everybody forgets. So what if we create this like recall experiences or conversational experiences that is built on top of some total of all the things that you are saying, doing, texting, creating, consuming. That was going to be magical, I think. And that's where we started off with, let's focus on access or building that access. So I can text Larry, you know, today if I had his AI. So everybody should be able to communicate, you know, today easily, tomorrow with a lot more people, establish that connection. And even people pass away, you still have that connection going. It's amazing. Where yeah. where do you see like you taking personal AI? I mean, how far in the next 10, 15 years do you see it evolving beyond just text messaging? In 10 years, every person call it, I think there are 4 billion iPhones or something. If you think about consumer, if you think about like every individual, they all should have their own personal AI in their pockets. That is replicating their thought, their behavior. It is so personal that it belongs to you and you can trust it to the fullest extent. And the devices will change. It may not be phones 10 years from now. It would be likely wearables. It would likely be something that we are wearing on our eyes and it is there with you, right? So it's almost like this invisible thing that is continuously learning you and be you and in the form factors that potentially the future sees. And if you do believe, I don't know if you talk to any AI avatar companies, eventually you can think about personal AI as the backbone or the mind of AI avatars, you know, that will look and feel and, you know, talk like you. But now when you attach your personal AI, it is, you know, kind of the full you goes back to the upload comment that you are making earlier. Okay, but what about you? I wish. (laughs) We are such a long podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I hope my future self makes better decisions. (laughs) But I'm just going to circle back to the leadership. And it's so hard to start a company. It's so hard to like raise money. It's hard to go through that process. What's something you would tell uh, up and coming startup or entrepreneur, like good life lessons or something you're like, wow, I really wish I had done that. Oh, yeah. I always <laughs> say, I don't know if I have, I'm a good advisor because I'm not there yet, I feel. But if I had to say anything to my friends, I think it's important to be grounded all the time, you know, because there'll be ups, there'll be downs. Are you able to maintain those, you know, lows and highs? in a way that is balanced for you to make progress in your life with your company and with your mission, right? Believe it or not, there's always good times and there's always bad times. <laughs> so I think that's like one thing, like how, how can you like maintain a posture where you are able to you know, still stay grounded and then keep your heads clear and move forward? And the second thing I would say is don't start with the technology, start with the problem, because that will allow people a different perspective, I think and then make the right choices. So rather than putting the technology first and looking for a problem, put the problem first and, you know, go after it. Sometimes it may be a hard thing to do. 
because you know innovate technology is easy thing to do solving problems and creating the experience along the way is a little bit hard especially when you're talking about consumer experiences and for all people broader experiences yeah well, I, think, I think a lot goes into when we talk about startups and leadership it, it's hard i mean doing a startup is hard for anybody it is a grind and i'm always like you got to figure out your exit the day you start it you know there's a there's like this checklist at least with me on leadership you know don't lead by your ego you know always fail publicly because how you pick yourself back up with that grace and class to move forward show strong leadership we all make easy decisions, making the hard decisions. We always talk about the good stuff. Oh, you know, lead, teamwork, inspire, motivate. But what we don't talk about is failure. There is, and failure is not a failure. There's so many successes in failures of how you pick yourself back up, how you handle it, how you handle people that may be hurt by your decisions, how you treat them, that whole, you know, people all over Instagram and social with these memes of, you know, reply to people, everybody's valuable at their time, be a better person, but you got to really do what you say you want to do. It's, it's a, to me, it's about not showing up, but showing up and making a difference. And, and there's so much that goes into being a good leader, but I love solving the problem first, building the technology that solves it secondly. So I do think everybody's on their own path of leadership, good, bad, or indifferent. It's just kind of keeping your head down keep learning from your mistakes, keep putting your ego aside, making sure people come first that are around you. I mean, there's so much that I have utmost respect in a lot of startups who are, they're struggling, but we know they're doing it the right way. Like I want to help startups being in PR. It's not just about being retained, but when I see certain startup friends of mine, they're not clients, but I'm also always there devising, helping them because they're, they're open to learning. They're open to being better. So there's such a unique person in the startup world that is a tremendous journey to watch as long as they stay in that trajectory and i, I know we're running out of time but i got a quick question okay you guys are gonna laugh you know that movie jenksy where she has the ai in the phone we're talking about so much dark stuff there's a there's a movie with i forgot the actor's name marjorie you're gonna have to like think about who this actor is i know you know him it's called jenksy or jexy where he has his cell phone and it's all ai generated and she does get to know his personality does get to know him same exact storyline but then starts turning against him to reply to stuff send stuff out to sabotage him because it comes so personal that she falls in love the ai got so intelligent falls in love with the guy who had the phone then sabotage his relationship it is the funniest movie truly a satire about AI and relying on Siri and your text messaging to get to know you. Okay. I know you guys know once you Google this, we hang up what I'm talking about. It's a hilarious movie, but then I, so that, so, so it is such a good play on what we're talking about, how smart your phone gets, how it gets to know who you are, but then it starts sending out replies that you don't know about because it's so personal. Where does this line start and end when it comes to security and confidentiality when you have an AI system in your phone that can respond like, I know what you're saying, you could approve it or not approve it. And I know it's a little bit more like Black Mirror's movie as when Jenksy, where it becomes so personal, the guy starts fighting with his own phone to say, don't send that and it overrides him. Yep. I know it's funny and I, I love all this tech movie, but is no, no, it's good. It's a good question. But is there truly a line down the road to where, because people already like, I think you and Marjorie said, Oh, we're replaced by robots. They're pissed off. They don't accept or lean into tech. So, so terrified. 
you know, it's going to spy on them. It's going to reveal their secrets. It's going to replace their job. But we do need to lean into tech to evolve as a human race moving forward. But when it comes to AI, and I'm sure this is a big conversation where people just don't want to talk about it. They're thinking it. So we're just going to say it out loud here on the show. Where is that line of security and confidentiality where too much may be revealed from AI that we didn't want to go out there? Yeah, yeah. So personal AI is about what? Personal AI is all about like your memories. When you start talking about memories and experiences, one, they're personal and they're private. So we got to respect that shit big time. In other words, privacy and security cannot be an after fact. It has to be the first thing. And in fact, for personal AI, that's one of the first principles. So yes, establishing an element of trust and brand, I think is really important. But at the same time, you are starting off your personal AI with this core idea that data is yours. Like in a way, historically, I don't know an AI company where you own your own data. And what we have done is Now I can say it because now people believe what we are saying, which is AI using blockchain, because basically we use blockchain for giving the ownership of the data to the people and saying, we guarantee the key for your data is in your hands. So we went a step further to be able to get to that idea of like establishing trust with the consumers, because that's our intention, right? And that's what we want to do. And that's how we built our technologies. And that's how our models are so good because it actually works on small amounts of data. We don't do not share Sarah's data with Marjorie's data. There is no cross-pollination that is happening. There are essentially like everybody gets to keep their own data. So I think that's the starting point. The starting point is personal AI is not just personal, it's also private. You choose, you control who gets what kind of persona or dimension of Sarah. For example, you can choose to create, let's say, a family dimension of Sarah, you know, work, you have PR, those are different, you know, dimensions, your personality on Twitter may be different from your personality, you know, over drinks, that is okay. And that's how you would choose your personal AI profiles, we call them, right? And you set those controls as well, which is someone doesn't need to know about my family, let him talk to me about my PR. And only then your AI will kind of stick into into that realm. So long story short, we have done an established company with the core principles and elements of privacy, security, ownership, personal. And it was a hard thing to do to combine everything because even when we are talking to investors, first of all, it's hard to believe that AI was possible with personal AI. Now now it is because now people see it. We've been developing it. And the second thing is when we do talk about like AI with blockchain, it's like, whoa, I don't understand what the fuck is going on. <laughs> but now it's pretty straightforward because blockchain is what? Blockchain is all about data ownership. Yeah. AI is what? AI requires data at the you know at the basis. It's so simple. So of course, like blockchain and AI makes total sense because we again problem is what? Problem is make it private because it's memories, make it personal because it's AI. So you blend those things together. So I, I love this. So just so you guys know, Marjorie, you and Tuman have to watch Jexi, J-E-X-I with Adam Devine. It is the funniest thing. It's the, the whole movie is the future of the smartphone. It's J-E-X-I. 
It's the movie. I, you guys are down on Netflix, but you two have to watch. I feel like I should have told you guys, watch this before the podcast. <laughs> it's all about the future of the smartphone. And I think, Simon, when you download and you watch this, you need to let us know because I want you to come back on the show to discuss technically the future of smartphone and how AI plays into this because this movie was three or four years ago. And it yeah. is exactly what we're talking yeah. about. I, think, I don't know like how so I made it. It's the only movie I made. I watched Upload. I watched all the Black Mirror episodes. I don't know if you guys know about the Netflix TV show. It's called Altered Carbon. So uh, yeah. it's pretty many years down the road, but Altered Carbon is kind of a similar thing where you have this like memory stack. We actually call our digital memory vault like memory stack. And because I borrowed the concept from Netflix show, Altered Carbon. And you can essentially take that stack and then put in a different sleeve, which is the body, for you know remembering everything and the mind functions like you. I mean, it's science fiction. I, I got through that. I got through the second episode, and then I saw Peripheral. I just got through the first season of Peripheral, which was yeah. the VR, the AR, the AI, yeah. super intense but good. But it, th- those are super serious sci-fi's. Yeah. I'm going to give you two homework. What Jexy? Yeah, yeah, I will do that. You're going to laugh your asses off. You're going to think back to this podcast, like, oh my God, I now have a thousand more questions for Suman. I guarantee it, Marjorie. When you watch it, Suman, you let us know because I want to discuss that with you the future of the smartphone. Because what people are seeing, talk about perception and their perception shift, what they see, read, and hear, and what really is happening in technology, which is where I think there's been a lot of crossroads of intelligence communities and well we i mean obviously some things are true some things are just movies life imitates art or art imitates life but i need you two to watch jexy you're gonna laugh i, I was definitely watch this yeah. I, it was so good having you on like i know we talk about leadership and so much on our podcast but i'm so fascinated and obsessed with personal ai right now it sounds amazing and i am going to download it i'm going to use it and see I'm going to use it and just see if like Marjorie and a few of my friends really you know, puts me or not. I think that we're going to have to do a test on this. But it was so good to have you on. For everybody who's looking for this, where can we send them? Pretty easy. Personal.ai. And you will find me in there. Add me as a friend and you can talk to me. The AI could talk. My AI, my co-pilot's going to send you a message, not me. And when Sarah comes to me and then I see the Sarah's message and say, Sarah, I'm putting you on autopilot and I'm pushing you on autopilot. <laughs> and you never talk again. We'll never talk again. I am so excited. I am so excited. I, I am actually so excited to um download this right now and use it. And it, it's gonna be available on Google, Android, and Apple, right? For sure it is available on Apple. And then by the time this airs, it may or may not be on Google, but it is eventually gonna be a few months. Google take two Google takes longer than normal. This is amazing. Thank you so much for coming on. Suman, I appreciate the time. Thank you, Sarah. It was wonderful. Our AIs look forward to talking to each other. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna have my people contact your people for follow up podcast. But oh my God, Suman, thank you so much for being on the show. This is Sarah Miller and Marjorie DeHay with Suman Personal AI. Everybody download it and we'll see everybody soon. Bye. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Axis Effect podcast. If you don't want to miss an episode or download past episodes, be sure to subscribe to the Axis Effect podcast on your favorite podcast provider. To learn more about the podcast or our guests, please visit theaccesseffect.com.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.